Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, Merry Christmas and welcome to Practical Prepping Podcast, episode number 136. We're a little bit late. We're a few days behind. We had some commitments to make, and then I came up with some of that crud stuff and been all chugged up and coughing and hard to string three sentences together without a coughing fit. But we're a bit better, and we're back. And so today's episode is sponsored by ProLine Designs. They have some news to share, and we'll share that with you in a little bit. But we appreciate them and their support for the podcast. We also have some announcements, some of these you may have heard in another episode. Starting in January, we're going to five episodes per week. Now, we're going to add some specific things in on certain days. Now, Tuesdays will be Getting Started Day. This is the basics or getting started in prepping, starting from zero, though you're really not. You already have more than you realize But Tuesdays will be getting started days. Then on Thursdays will be beyond the basics. This is where we'll cover more advanced prepping activities for the more advanced prepper. And then on Fridays, we're going to do a looking back episode. Now, this may cover items from the week or the month or the year. Maybe what fell out of a major event from some time past. We may look at a specific event and look at the lessons that we've learned or how to avoid that or how to prepare for that. And we may even cover some politics if it relates directly to prepping in some way. And we're going to be doing more interviews. We've got interviews lined up on homesteading, on communications, on survival. And maybe you have a prepper-related business forum or a podcast that you would like to be interviewed for. Email us at info at practicalprepping.info, and we'll get back with you. We're also going to try something, and that is to do some listener interviews. Now, you can email us if you have a particular expertise. Maybe it's something that you've learned. It's not that you're an industry expert necessarily. You don't have to be. Maybe you have found a new way to do something, something that works for you. Maybe you have a particular question or a problem that you would like to pose to the audience. Maybe you're the author of a prepping-related book or Maybe you just have a really great story to tell about how being prepared saved your bacon or how you survived something. Drop us an email and we will talk about getting you on the air and doing an interview with you. Now, we're also going to be doing some giveaways. Probably every four to six weeks, we're going to do some kind of giveaway that's going to involve some books, some gear for sure, maybe some other things that we can do. And we've got a few more things in the works, and we'll let you know a little bit more about that as we go along. Our topic for today is interpreting media coverage. We all want to know what's going on. We want to know the facts. We want to trust the information that we have, but people do not trust the mainstream media. Now, let's put this in context. We check a minimum of six news sources per day. One of those is local. One of those is statewide. 
So we're doing four major news sources other than local and state. Honestly, we're not reading everything that is in those. We're scanning those. We're not reading all of it. Sometimes it's just the headlines. But we do check multiple left and right outlets each day. And which ones we check that day can vary. Uh, We've got about a dozen that we can choose from. And we just choose a few from each side of the coin. And we look at those every day. And we also get a couple of intelligence briefings. And one of those is Forward Observer. And we've listed more of those intelligence briefings in an episode on intelligence gathering. But we do scan that and read some of it in great detail each day. Now, there's some things to understand, some lessons that we have learned One is that you can rely on the media, even the mainstream media, to let you know that a big event is occurring or has occurred. This is things like a bridge collapses somewhere. Tornadoes tear through mid-America. We can depend upon the media to let us know those events are occurring. Maybe it's an airplane crash. Maybe it's a train derailing. This morning... And this is Monday morning. There was a headline that said three Democratic lawmakers test positive for COVID-19. That is a fact that we can check. We can verify that. And so we can depend on them to let us know something is or has occurred. Now, you can usually depend upon the media for direct quotes. Usually those quotes will be accurate if you find those in more than one source. Now, when you look at the media coverage of an event, the detail may vary greatly and it may contain opinions or false facts or be designed to mislead. Now, we remember the riots this past summer. And one of the things about the live coverage is you can see what's going on in the background. In the particular scene that I'm thinking of, the reporter was saying that there were mostly peaceful protests, but in the background, you could see buildings burning and people running by in the riot. Now, when we're talking about the media coverage of an event, the detail may vary greatly and it may contain opinions or false facts or be designed to mislead. But there's one thing about the media coverage, if it's a live coverage, you've got that live camera coverage going on. And if you remember at one of the riots, one of the reporters was saying or reporting that it was mostly peaceful protest, but in the background, you could see the burning of buildings. You could see all of the rioting that was going on in the background. So in that particular case, we didn't pay so much attention to what the reporter was saying in that he was saying it was mostly peaceful protest, but we could see for ourselves the burning of the buildings in the background. Now, today's episode is brought to you by ProLine Designs. In the coming year, they're going to be changing their name to ProLine Digital Group, and they're going to incorporate their apps, their design, and their marketing all under one umbrella. Now, ProLine Apps, maybe your church, your organization, your business needs an app. ProLine Designs. They design logos, they build, maintain, and host websites. 
and ProLine Digital Marketing is lead generation. And it's, you know, who of us cannot use more leads for our product or our services? Now, don't think it's just a Fortune 500 company that can use lead generation. This works great in the area of landscapers, painters, roofers, builders, real estate agents, whatever it is that you do for the community. ProLine Digital Marketing may help to grow your business. Check them out, www.prolinedesigns.us, or they are linked from our website and our show notes. Some of the things that we need to be aware of when we're looking at the media is polls and surveys. When you see things that say like survey finds or polls suggest or the majority of those polled, See, many of these are not scientific surveys or polls, and you certainly can't count on these social media surveys. Part of it has to do with how the questions are worded or how the polls are weighted. So we need to be careful when we're looking at polls and surveys and see if the media is trying to sway our opinion with that. You also need to beware of suspect headlines. Anything that could be an opinion or opinion offered as fact. Now, here's some key words in some of those. Unacceptable. The worst. Maybe they're asking a question. Here's one of those that says, if you don't or if you do pass this, people will die. If you pass X, Y, Z, it will decimate something. Such and such threatens the foundation of our country. Sometimes we can see headlines posed as questions and just, you know, like, are alien bodies held at Area 51? We have no scientific evidence that that is fact one way or the other. This morning, I saw a headline that this is the actual headline, is criticizing Joe Biden a danger to democracy? Of course it's not. We're free to criticize whoever we want. We've been criticizing presidents since there were presidents. Even George Washington was criticized. And criticizing a president, vice president, congress member does not endanger democracy. It does not endanger the country. And I saw something the other day, and it was talking about questioning the science, that we need to not question the science Well, questioning science is what scientists have done for years and years and years, and it's how science progresses. At one time, it was believed that the earth was flat, and that continued to be questioned. And now, in questioning that flat earth, at least for most of us, that flat earth theory, we know now that the earth is round. So be careful with the headlines that are posed. This morning, I also saw one that said nearly 80% of the country's ICU beds are full. They don't tell you a few things, though. They don't tell you that many ICU beds have been made unavailable because of the shortages. Wings and floors in ICU units have been idled because of the lack of staff. And they also don't tell you that the lack of staff is because of about 25% of the medical professionals have refused to get the vaccine, and many of those have been fired. But the headline said that nearly 80% of the ICU beds are full. And that headline leads you to thinking, oh my gosh, COVID is flooding our hospital ICUs. 
But I read further down into the article, and I found that only 20% of those that are in the ICU beds are COVID patients. So we've got a reduced number of beds. We've got 20% of the folks that are in those beds are COVID patients, and it certainly does not live up to what the headline wants you to believe with nearly 80% of the country's ICU beds are full, and this was in the context of the COVID coverage. So be careful with those headlines, and especially headlines that are posed as questions and things that can be opinion being offered as fact. Let's look at some speculation. We need to be careful with some speculation. You'll see words like could be, maybe, might be, possibly be. Some of these key you to the fact that this may be speculation on the writer's part. Another thing that you see the same thing is conclusions. A lot of times writers will posit conclusions from inconclusive data. We'll lose our freedom if this happens. We'll lose our freedom if this is voted on. Or that climate change caused the tornadoes. Tornadoes are a fact of life. They've been occurring. They may or may not have anything to do with climate change. But the headline that I saw was that climate change caused the tornadoes. A lot of times that's inconclusive evidence and it leads writers to provide or to posit conclusions from the inconclusive data. You also see some predictions in there. This group will, and then it puts in a future prediction. And that may or may not be accurate. It may or may not even be in the plans of that particular group. Now, here's one that we see all the time, and that's blame shifting. Blame something else for the problem. Here's some that I have seen lately. Jen Psaki blamed rising prices on big meat companies. I have seen COVID blamed for rising prices. I've seen COVID blamed for high gas prices. I've seen Trump policies blamed for the current border crisis. Be careful when you see blame shifting. Another thing is hyperbole. And why? You get into some of the things that they can come up with and the worst, the word worst, a lot of times that keys you to hyperbole. And I saw one that said that Bill Back Better was the most important infrastructure bill in history. Be careful with those kinds of words. Or Bill Back Better is the worst infrastructure bill in history. I've seen both of those as actual headlines. Another one that I saw was historic inflation was causing XYZ. And we know factually that inflation was higher in the late 70s than it is right now. So if it was in if it was higher in the 70s, how is what we're experiencing now historic? We also see name calling. I've seen people, I've seen organizations equated with Hitler or with Nazis. So be careful with the hyperbole and the name-calling. You'll also see qualifiers in there sometimes. Suspected, reportedly, obviously, or obvious, or someone claims a particular thing. The word may or may be, as in the vax, may be less effective, or possibly, 
the vax could possibly be less effective. You get the idea here. Now, here's one that we really need to look at and red flags need to go up. And that is sources say or unnamed sources or sources inside the whatever or sources close to whatever. Red flags need to go up on that. May or may not mean that there's truth or fiction in what's being reported, but we need to be careful with that because when it's an unnamed source, they can pretty much say what they would like to. Now, think back to Watergate. There were a lot of unnamed sources in there. Now, that did bear out to be true in the end, but there was still some false information that came out in that situation as well. Now, the challenge for us is to plow through the puff and get to the truth, at least as best we can, because we want to know the truth. We want to know the facts. Now, one thing that we can do, as we've mentioned before, is consult multiple sources. Look at sources from the left, from the right, from the center, even foreign sources. Look at those different sources and compare those accounts, compare those reports, and just dig through and do your due diligence and keep a skeptical eye on most everything that's being put out by the media. But another thing I want to caution us about, and that's to consider what we're not being told. There are times that they can report factual information, but they don't necessarily tell us everything, all the truth. See, in, the, in court, when you go to swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, we need to be careful. Sometimes we're not getting the whole truth. What they're printing might be factually accurate at that point in time, but do consider what we're not being told Digging through what the media sources say, getting the truth, properly interpreting media coverage can be difficult to do. But once you do it for a little while, once you pay attention to what you're seeing and what you're getting, you'll better be able to interpret it, be able to dig through it, and see what the actual truth is in there. Hopefully, today's episode will at least make you take a little better look at the things that you're reading, the things that you're hearing, the headlines that you're seeing, and just make you a little bit more skeptical and help you to understand that there are ways to interpret this and get down to the truth. We certainly want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Our wish for you is that God blesses you as we celebrate his son's birth. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't done this already, go ahead and click the subscribe button so you'll never miss one of our episodes and share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.